Hey, everybody. As you know, all millennials are assigned to podcast, and this is ours. Welcome to Keller Bear Has a Podcast. I'm Michael. As usual, I'm joined by Stacy, Trey, and Sean. This is the podcast where each episode we take a pop culture topic and go around the horn giving opinions you didn't ask for. In this episode, we're talking sitcoms. Can we uh, talk about some feedback we got? I have some. Oh, yeah. I have, I have some I don't feedback. Take this well. We established this last time. If they don't like it, they hate us. No, we no, no. Love you. Uh, Michael Harper, our buddy Michael Harper, uh, yes. wrote in and said there is no way Trey did not know that Leon Bridges was from Fort Worth. I simply don't believe it. Spoken like a true born and bred Texan. <laughs> he also said, well, also, it clearly revolves around people from Fort Worth. I didn't even know who <laughs> Leon Bridges was. So, okay, make sure Michael Harper knows that. That's way worse than not knowing he's not from Fort Worth. <laughs> I but had does, no idea. But does Michael believe it? Does he believe that Stacy doesn't know who <clears throat> Leon Bridges is? That's the question. Oh, yeah, I think he'd believe that. Michael also said, also, I now feel I have a better understanding of all four of you, and my opinions of each of you has changed. You're great, oh. each of you. Oh, great. Did That's he have so bad sweet. opinions before? I was going to say, what were we before? <laughs> That's... You know what? That's a mystery. Love you, Michael. For the record, every you, time Michael. you guys talk about Michael Harper, I'm like, I like that guy. He's a oh, good he's great. He's every a good time, dude. he's a good dude. He's one of the greatest human beings. He makes fantastic beer, and he makes fantastic beer. Funky right picnic in Fort Worth. Go get some. Sean Carlton, a buddy of Sean and I's from Woo. college, he he responded, uh, "How TF is sure. Led Zeppelin overrated?" They invented heavy metal. What is wrong with this guy? Uh, yesterday, I, I turned on Stairway to Heaven because, you know, I was thinking about this. Getting ready, I was like, I need to go back and revisit that. Oh, also, I listened to um, the, the High Women, uh, which I originally searched for. And this is not a joke. The Highway Women, and I yep. couldn't find them because yep. it was ingrained in my head. Mm -hmm. But I tried, I tried Stairway to Heaven again. And I swear I got two minutes in. And I was like, this is just like... I, I'm like I'm leaning more towards hating them because I was Let like, this is just agonizing. Don't listen like, to Stairway. Yeah, why are you man? listening are you to doing? Stairway? Like, let's make their like number one like top hit of all time. Okay, yes, but that's just but that's like that. somebody that's like. Well, either way, any, I any Led it, Zeppelin like, fan, like Stairway, is not even like is probably not even like close in their top like ten. Yeah, like, not in the top ten. There's so much better stuff that they did than, than Stairway. Stairway was just their most renowned, I guess, popular, but- Like palatable stuff. Or the, what, what it like most consumed by the common people. Uh, Sean Carlton also, uh, he told us to check out Christopher O'Reilly on YouTube, who is a guy who does piano cover songs of Radiohead uh, and said they're really good. And I actually listened to a few and they are really good. So thank you, Sean. Uh, Thank you, Bry Sean. Bryson Turner, who is a uh, a former youth of mine, uh, he said, "This is incredible. I had no idea I needed this in my life. Also, I probably have had a fight with Sean. <laughs> probably. Don't you forget it, Bryson." Uh, 
Michael Aguilar, another buddy of ours, has said these have been absolutely fantastic. Thank you, sir. We love you. Love and uh, also my wife, Jenny, my beautiful wife, she wanted me to say that Trey is right about Beyonce being overrated. Jenny. I know. But I can't oh. put that on record because you will immediately get canceled. And I'm not even famous and I'll be canceled. Braden and Boise says, keep up the good work. Did you just make that up? <laughs> you just made nope. that up. Boise seems nope. oddly specific. He, he lives the, in Boise. The alliteration <laughs> is what I don't trust. <laughs> he gets that a lot. Um, anyway, that's a few, that's a few, uh, uh, that's a, that's some feedback that we got. Keep sending that stuff in. We want to hear y'all's opinions on things because yeah. it's fun. <clears throat> I don't really look at myself too often. Yeah, I do too. Everybody does, right? What? Just look at themselves on the thing. No, I said I don't look at myself oh. too often. <laughs> All right, never Sorry. Mind. Me either. Yeah, no, thank Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, That's yes, I, yes, you check yourself, but like, I don't like stare and like. Do you do it before or after you wreck yourself? Uh, I check myself and then I wreck myself. Or, well, I check myself or I wreck myself. It's a, I have to make a choice. Either, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Same. Do y'all remember? Uh, do y'all remember John Eldridge's Wild at Heart? Yeah. Do I? I just threw it away the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you really? threw it away to make room yeah. for more underwear. We were we were oh, cleaning out a garage. We were we were cleaning. Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly. We were cleaning out a garage, and I found a big stack of old books, and that was one of them. Uh, also, what was the other one? Enchanted or? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the the female it's one? For, yeah, for women. Yeah, Let, yeah. letting yeah. women know who they're supposed to be. Right. Uh, um, captivating captivated or whatever yeah yeah yeah. 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 Yes. And, and, I, and crystal was like should we like donate these or something i go no we're recycling yeah. them in the recycling bin um so yeah the the wild at heart field manual which was an accompaniment i threw uh, that one away as well there was a there was a uh activity i guess in there that it told you to do which was to uh get com go to like the bathroom get completely naked find a full-length so mirror what? get completely naked find a full-length mirror and and you have to stare at yourself for like i want to say like at least two minutes and to like to like a tuesday morning chris norwood and i were obsessed with that not not like doing <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> hey man you want to do that uh wild at heart field manual thing again i don't want to do it by myself will you come with me will you come with me i'll stare at you and you stare at me it'll be fine no uh we were obsessed with the fact that it was just that it was even in there uh, that was yeah. that there's, there's no way in hell that was in the women's version i, I don't know Can't there's speak to no that. way the women's version was written by john eldridge's wife Right, and, but we and John Eldridge. But we weren't be. allowed to like know that we yeah. had bodies body part written yeah. by John Eldridge with forward by John Eldridge's wife. <laughs> <laughs> but but she property. didn't help him with the the, the men's one. I'm sure. Oh God, no! Right. That's how they do a lot of those women's devotionals. The only you know, like it'll usually say where you went to school and like your stuff. Half the time, it will just say so and so's wife. Like that's your credentialing to be able yeah. to write books. Yeah. No. Yep. 
uh, in my circle, the it was all Steve Arterburn. Do y'all know Steve Arterburn? Uh, yes. Every man's battle. Every, every man's, man's battle. battle. Yes. Oh yeah. yes. So yes. that that was the big one in in my Gosh. evangelical yeah. circle. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a lot of him. Uh, of course, a lot of Jensen Franklin. Unspoken. <laughs> uh, Unspoken. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a lot of that. Dylan's masturbating again. <laughs> Y'all heard the ones prayer request. Unspoken. Um, unspoken. Unspoken. Unspoken five Un- times today. Unspoken. <laughs> unspoken. 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 Ten unspokens. <laughs> All right. So sitcoms. Who's going first? Trey. Uh, I'm first. All right. All right. Sitcoms. Sitcom <clears throat> that you hate. Sitcom that I hate. Uh, this is kind of of a tough one because one, I I don't really have a, a sitcom that I think that I actually legitimately hate uh if there's ones i don't like i just don't watch them so i can't ever really grow a hatred for them but there is one sitcom that i think is really dumb that i've never liked i've seen several episodes never liked it and i decided i hate it because it is a very popular all-time great sitcom on a lot of people's radars uh but it's not funny and it makes light of domestic violence uh, so the sitcom that I hate is The Honeymooners. Classic <laughs> The Honeymooners. It's like, oh, it's really funny that you keep threatening to punch your wife. Cool. That's a good one. Well, he, well cool. yeah, he says one of these days. He, <laughs> yes. I don't think he ever is, actually does it. You. That is the very definition of a threat is one, of, one these of these days, days I'm going to physically harm you. I don't know if y'all have seen many episodes of it, but I, I saw quite a few. It's a... Uh, it's just not funny. It's also just well, not a very, even from that time era, like Andy Griffith, I Love Lucy. I find those funny. I find well, those interesting. It preceded, it preceded all those. Uh, and I think that's why it's held in such high regard. I think it, it's considered like one of the first sitcoms of that kind. Yeah. I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. And, and yeah, I've seen episodes and yes, it's, we're definitely living in a different era. <laughs> <laughs> one interesting thing I discovered about it was there was only one season ever. Uh, and really? it was 39 episodes. Good gosh. 39 episodes in a single season. Calm down. Which also explains why it was only one season because they did 39 episodes. Sitcom that I hate, uh, The Big Bang Theory. Um, I don't get it. Uh, I've, I've watched multiple episodes. Um, I've I've ne- I've not laughed once, uh, and I've and I've and I've left irritated. Uh, I don't get it. I don't understand why people like Sheldon and don't find him completely annoying. It's like someone else's interpretation of what a nerd is. The whole show, uh, because I know a lot of nerds. You might even I might even be one. For all I know, I probably am. And I, but it's like watching somebody's like idea of, of, oh, nerds, nerds just love Star Wars. That's it. That's what a nerd is. Everybody loves Star Wars, not just nerds. Not everybody, like, but. It, it's like what, well, you know what I mean? They're very lucrative. They make a lot of money. They're not this niche nerd thing. Like, oh, you like Star Wars? I do too. Ooh, let's. And I think, I just, I think it's awful. I don't think it's funny. And I actually think it's offensive to nerd culture. 
I do like it. I think it's funny, but I get everything that you're saying. Yeah, it's definitely Chuck Lorre's idea of what a nerd is supposed to be. You're not bothered by Sheldon. Mm-mm. I, I think he's funny. I really do oh think gosh. he's funny. No. Uh, the one thing is uh, with, uh, with the nerd stuff, they, they talk about Star Wars some, but not a whole lot. The, their big thing is Star Trek. Yes. Which I think is more of niche nerd culture. I mean, like there are people who like Star Trek that aren't nerd culture, but that's definitely but again, more it's specific. All, it's all like the mainstream, like the most mainstream nerd stuff. Oh yeah. And that's not what nerds are. Like they're nerds, trying to be as stereotypical as possible. Yes, and it, and it's annoying, and it comes and it comes off as patronizing, and it, and I literally don't think it's funny. Yeah, I think more people agree with you in the long haul than with me. There's no way that's true. That's in a the long haul. Show. I think. It, yeah, that's a really popular show. But it, it it got worse and worse as it ended. Like every year that it's well, ended, it's not what something that people like are seeking out in syndication or anything like that. I think it was really popular while it was on, but I also don't think it's something that's gonna. It's not going to be The Office, Friends, anything that like goes with time. I think it'll eventually fall off. I really hate it. It makes me angry. I, I think I Jim Parsons is really funny. No, he's not. He he talk he 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 reads a, like every line reading the exact same way, and everybody just thinks it's so funny how he talks. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like if Family Matters was it was just Screech saying, "Did I do that?" Like every two seconds, and everybody just thinking it's so funny. When at the very least, they let him do that once an episode, not every episode. Urkel. What did I say? Screech. Screech. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> real melding of worlds there. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh my goodness. Too soon, Michael. Yeah. My goodness. I had him on like the brain. Last week, I think. Yeah. I had him on the brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, thing, the Sheldon thing, though, I think when he's when he's trying to say something funny, it's like when I'm trying to make a joke and I'm like, right, guys, <laughs> guys, and I want you to laugh at me, but no one's laughing. Like, I feel like that's what is happening on Big Bang Theory. Like right now, I hate when you guys do this. What? We're you're talking. We're listening. You're doing that face. I was thinking that, except when most people laugh when Sheldon says it. That's so. That's my. That's Michael's issue. Is that they do canned, laugh. canned laughter. Yeah, if I had a laugh track on my phone, all the- oh, you can have that, Stacey. I can. Yeah. Well, I was just about to ask. Do you think that you're? I, I just. I'm. I'm curious if the laugh track or the or the live studio audience has impacted how you view, um, or I guess how much you enjoy sitcoms. Yeah, it, actually, um, I was listening to, I think it, it was Pete Holmes' podcast, but I don't remember who he was on talking to, but they were actually talking about the Big Bang Theory and is like, if you turn the laugh track off and then there's just this pause of like, you know, like as, it's creepy you're telling yeah. when to laugh and like that does impact the way you feel about the show or like if everyone else is laughing you join in laughing too you know like yeah they-, they have i mean you can go on youtube and watch videos where they've cut out all the laugh the laughter uh or there's one where they've replaced it with ricky gervais's laugh which is amazing <laughs> um and it's just him just scream laughing <laughs> just scream laughing between jokes That's um it. but it it is it's unsettling I think I think that a laugh track 
I mean, well, I mean, I think this is an obvious answer, but to me, a laugh track is fine if it's funny and can even at, at times when it's like literally a, a actual studio audience, uh, it can make it even funnier because like the laugh may be going on longer because it's so funny. And then it, and it, it becomes this kind of communal thing. Uh, when it, when I don't think it's funny, I find it irritating as all get out. I, I yeah. can't. Yeah, there's also something something about a, a live audience where there's something funny on another level about playing to an audience. You know, that that yeah. you're that you're playing to to an actual crowd and there's a there's a bit of a wink there. Yeah. But um but if it's if it's an obvious laugh track or there's no acknowledgement at all. And and in the Big Bang Theory, I mean based on those videos with where they've taken out the laugh, it's so long. It, the, the gaps are so long and it's so, it's just so uncomfortable. The dead silence. And that's the history. That's kind of the history of the laugh track. I don't know if you've ever yeah. kind of heard the story about how it came about, but the, but the laugh track really was kind of at the, um, the beginning of television to, to help, I guess, give people some training wheels that were coming out of live theater shows, you know? Yeah. And so they're, they're watching these shows alone in their home for the first time. And if there's no one there to laugh with them, um, that they feel more alone (laughs) and they just feel so isolated. And so, so I get it. I do get the idea of introducing a laugh track. So you, so you actually feel like you're a part of something more than just sitting at home watching TV alone. Anyway, I I think that time, that time passed at some point and maybe now it's not quite so necessary. Um, And I think that's what bugs me so much about the big bang and um, modern shows. I get it for like, for, I mean, it, honestly, it, it feels almost natural in Friends um, and shows like that. But yeah, shows that are still going on with it, I'm not sure it's necessary. All right, Sean. Yeah. Sitcom uh, that you hate. Mine is also The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Yes. For all the reasons you said and all the reasons I have already said. Yeah, I can't stand it. Um, I, I tend to for these lists, I tend to think like, um, I don't hate a lot of things. I don't. Um, and the last one, I, you know, it was really hard to say that I hated a, some band or artist. For this one, again, it's, it's hard to say that I hate something. Um, and so I tend to think of it like, there's the, the, the next one, next question is overrated. You know, who do you think, what, what show do you think is overrated? And so I take that as like a scale, you know, how, how overrated do I think something is? And can I, can I then say that I hate that thing? And the big bang theory is that thing. I think it is so, (laughs) it is so overrated that I hate it. Um, You said it best. I don't get it. I agree. I don't get it. I really don't. I've tried. I've tried. I think everyone in my family enjoys it. My extended family, Crystal doesn't like it. She doesn't, we don't watch it either, but um, my extended family loves it. I can't stand it. Does Jeremy like it? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. I love you, Jeremy, but I don't get it. I love you too, Jeremy, but you're better than that. No, it's okay. That actually, that makes me feel a little bit more vindicated that y'all are wrong and I'm right. I think it's, I think it's because of the Star Trek stuff. I think you're right though. I think it's because of the Star Trek stuff. I love Star Trek. Yeah, no, I I love it. it. Like I legitimately like love Star Trek. Uh, I've watched all of it. Um, I agree, I, yeah. but I don't. I, I don't find their stuff funny on Star Trek in the show. That's all right. 
y'all can hate things and I can like things and we can disagree and still love each other. I hope so that's because true. that's the basis of this entire podcast. I think honestly, this oh. podcast is nothing if, if not us growing into recognizing that if people don't like the things we like, they don't hate us. <laughs> You've been saying that into the mirror lately, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, are you... Sean, are you okay, buddy? Are you, Sean? Fine, I'm fine, thank you. No, Sean, buddy, are you okay? You're okay? Okay, I'm okay. Oh, okay. Sean right. takes the wilded heart to the extreme, goes in, strips naked, <laughs> stares into the mirror, and just writes with lipstick, they don't hate you. They don't hate you. And then I put the lipstick on. Well, the purple did look really good on you earlier, just. I kind of thought so, too. Nobody knows what you're talking about. I feel all right, Stacy. I swear, Stacy also really hates the Big Bang Theory. Stacy, sitcom that you hate. Brace yourselves. It's the Big Bang Theory. You're kidding. <laughs> oh man, this is I'm the best day of my life. Fantastic. This is the best day of my life. Fantastic. I'm not kidding. Um, so Will there I, be a day where we get a four for four on one of these? No. Well, oh, on one, maybe. maybe. That will be the most exciting day of my life. This is fantastic. Well, and I, I I'm like so happy right now. I've been holding back because I actually had like very specific reasons that I didn't want to say because then I wouldn't have anything to say. Trey, come back. You just <laughs> told Sean it was okay. Trey has left the <laughs> Zoom. So um, I actually used to watch Big Bang with Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that took me so long to find that's what i was doing go ahead trey, trey just sent in our chat a middle finger just uh for to everyone for and i like that it says trade to everyone <laughs> <laughs> to every one of you so rude everyone uh trade to the world i'm sorry go finger. ahead stacy so Justin and I were in college, I believe. This is like when we first started dating and Big Bang Theory is on. I was like, oh, look, it's a nerd like you. And so we watched the first episode and he's like, this is the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen. Like, I hate this. And I was like, well, it's not that bad. Like, they're nerds like you. And then- Why so, did he keep dating you? Because I was Did you do that like throughout your relationship? Just kept saying like, nerd, you know, like you and say it in that way? Probably. Dustin. I I was really cute. I think there's some trauma there. They're probably, you should probably talk. All right. I'm texting him now. You should. Yeah. You know that I'm not a great person to like live with. (laughs) You should always text Dustin. Are you okay? Um, I'm texting him right now. (laughs) Well, I guess like, let's be honest. I'm weird. (laughs) I'm a little bit of a nerd too. I just didn't like, I didn't know it. Anyway, but he, Dustin is legitimately a nerd. Like he, he is a comic book nerd. He loves talking to Jeremy because they can nerd out about very like specific things that other people don't, whatever. He is a legitimate nerd. So he hates that show because they're, they misrepresent nerd culture. He says, because like the way they handle comic books really pisses him off. (laughs) That is not like you wait, do not handle comic books like that wait you're literally talking about how they pick up comic books yes. handle comic books yes okay just want to make like that clear. actual physical picking up of a comic book and the way they read them that, that is, is amazing right that yeah, is amazing like, 
he is very incredulous about that. Like he gets real pissed off about it. That <laughs> this is a, it's a sitcom in the office. That's not a normal office in like American <laughs> life. That's not how things go. <laughs> it's friends, six actual 20, 30 year old adults don't spend eight hours a day drinking coffee. This, why not? We do. This, the, the thing is with, there should be like a nerd on set that's like, hey, we don't do that, man. Like on Grey's Anatomy, there's actual surgeons on set that mm. say like, hey, that's not how you hold that. That's not, yeah. whatever. It's that's, just- that's not how we we sneakily have sex in a closet. We would usually do it in the <laughs> evening shifts. Right. This is and ridiculous. there would be no one else. I'm just saying. So I feel like people, like Michael's saying, I think it's a misrepresentation of actual nerd culture. But also- I will say this. Um, I think I, I don't know if I've talked about this before or not, but I actually was fact checking myself on this because sometimes I say things and I don't, I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> I think Big Bang Theory was, came on during the writer's strike. Like, do you guys remember the big writer's strike where a lot of yeah. shows? Okay. Yeah. So I am convinced that if the writer's strike did not happen, they would have been canceled in the first se- season. But they had more episodes already in the can than a lot of other like sitcoms that were on at that time. So like they had, I wrote it down, they had a 17 episode season and other shows that were on that were like popular had like eight or nine episodes because their writer's strike happened and the show got stopped. That's an interesting theory. I'm firmly convinced that it wouldn't have gone on, but there was nothing else to watch because like we kept watching it too. Because there was nothing else on. Interesting theory. That's my theory. Yeah. My only problem with that theory is six of the seasons it was on the air, it was one of the top three shows on television. But you got sucked in. Like, you could not. Yeah, but sitcoms, you can just stop watching. I never do. I just keep Uh seeing it through. Yeah, I I do. I do think people, like, legitimately love it. I just don't get it. I don't get their love for it. I don't know. But I don't doubt their love for it. Um, Somewhere um, there's a group of businessmen and women who are having a podcast and they're talking about how much they hate the office because that's not what an American office is like. It's nothing (laughs) like that. They're morons. We legitimately hate our lives, okay? It's not fun like that. But see, that's that's the thing though, is like if like the big bang theory like makes jokes that are very surfacey instead of like taking nerd culture and doing what you usually would in a sitcom which is what the office does you take something that everybody kind of knows about but then you like expand it and you go deeper with it and you do funny stuff yeah. where like we're like the big bang theory was just like what are you spock <laughs> like that kind of stuff and it's like yeah come on but that's where it's got to have its broader appeal. I guess that's, yeah. I guess what bothers me, and it doesn't bother me, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everyone hates the Big Bang. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but I, I hate you, though. We love you. <laughs> yes, we love you. I have, y'all have turned me into y'all with this now. I feel like, oh my God, everyone said the Big Bang Theory except me. I said, the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's 11 or there's 10 more of these Trey it's okay at the very least Trey you should feel good because you know we all ignored domestic abuse issues with this answer and you that's right you went for the domestic abuse thing which uh, you know shows your so shows your uh, integrity 
We thank you for, for trying about. to rescue that. Try a sitcom that you think is overrated. Sitcom that I think is overrated. This one was, uh, this one shocked me, I guess, when I thought of it. But this sitcom is uh, very popular. It's something that stood the test of time. And much like Led Zeppelin. Oh, no. It's not that I think it's bad. It's just, I think it ran a little too long. I think people are a little bit too hyped about it. Uh, it won four Emmys for best for best uh, uh, comedy, and I can't, for my life of me, wrap my mind around that. Uh, Cheers. Cheers. I think Cheers wow. is a good show. I think it's good. I think the Sam and Diane dynamic is wonderful. Uh, I, th- I think it's good. I don't get 10 seasons out of it. I don't get four primetime Emmy best comedy. Uh, I just, it's, it's yeah, like a five, six. I mean, I'm talking about like Veep, Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I Love Lucy. None of these shows won four primetime Emmys and they all had similar longevity or similar esteem. It, it, Wait, Veep just, has won a lot of Emmys. Are you sure? It's won three. Yeah, I oh, actually okay. looked, it, it, it's right. won three. And, and I was like, well, no, Veep should definitely win more. Seinfeld should win more. Curb Your Enthusiasm has only ever won one. And I, you know, that's, it's more niche, but still. Cheers. I think Cheers is just a little overrated. Just a little. So I'm shocked by this because of your, I, because of your love for Frasier. Yes. Which I, I'm, and I, I'm assuming we may get to later. We, it will come up. So that's why I'm shocked by this is because you would not have Frasier without Cheers. That's true, uh, but and I'll talk more about that later. All right. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I am grateful that it created the character, and I'm super grateful Frazier's coming back. Maybe we'll see. But I think Cheers. For one thing, I didn't love. Um, I forget his name. Woody Harrelson's character. Yeah, um, Woody. His and, name is Woody. Oh, is his actual name Woody? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And how you feel about Sheldon. He, he kept getting confused. <laughs> uh, how you feel about Sheldon is, is very similar to how I feel about two characters on the show. Um, uh, the postal worker. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Cliff. Cliff. Cliff, Cliff Clavin mm-hmm. and Carla. I, I don't like uh, Carla, the short, Rhea Perlman. Uh, yeah. her, look, I, they, they annoy me. Interesting. So this is interesting to me because this is a very, to me, like Led Zeppelin pick in the sense of you can very easily, like our friend Sean Carlton said, you can very easily make the case that Led Zeppelin invented heavy metal. You can't even really make the case for this, but like, it just is like people understand it as Cheers kind of inventing an era of sitcoms and like what sitcoms were. And like what they could be um, so many aspects of it, like for cheers for at least like 20 years, like almost every sitcom you could be like, this is cheers. Like they're trying to do cheers in this way. They're trying to do cheers in this way. Like it was just very, it was very, very influential. It did go too long. Yes. As, yeah, as most I, I sitcoms do, but it, you can create something, let it go for four or five, six seasons uh realize you've done something really good and 
like so like so many great sitcoms uh seinfeld was still number one when it was on the air and jerry and larry day were just like no nine we're done we don't want to do this anymore veep six and julia louis dreyfus said we don't need to do this anymore it's perfect i think cheers just kept going i think cheers and uh kirstie alley's character again i can't remember her name i it's the, she was never an adequate replacement. I I really do love the Sam and Diane art, and I think there that created the back and forth love interest type sitcom situation. You see that a lot in in later sitcoms. I it's just when she left and and like the love triangle with Frasier, all that sort of stuff. It's great. It's good comedy. It just went too long, and that's why I yeah. think it's overrated. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. I'll just be the controversial one on the podcast. That that'll be my role. We all knew it was probably going to be that way anyway. So, no, I, I'm, no, I, I, you know, I like Cheers. I see, but I see what you're saying. I haven't seen an episode in so long, but that was like my insomnia show when I was in high school. Watch it on Nick at Night. Just like you know how they play like 15 episodes or something. Loved it. Conversely, easily one of the greatest sitcom theme songs ever. Easily yes, one of the greatest absolutely. sitcom theme songs ever. Have you ever listened yeah. to the whole song? Yes. Yeah. It gets intense. It's a great, great song. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. And it was a really great series. Just maybe a little too much. A little too much love. I think I gained a bit more appreciation for Cheers uh, based on those, uh, the, the, was it like a series on, D- on CNN? They did the decades. Yeah. Yeah. They talked a lot about Cheers during the um, like television episode of that um, of that series and uh, or um, the night uh, I guess whatever decade it was in or whatever. Uh, but anyway, 80s, I, I really yeah I appreciated that, uh, and I didn't realize how influential it was. I mean, I was I, you know it was on the TV when I was growing up all the time, but I didn't realize its impact until that series yeah John no, carlton's going to be a big cheers fan i can already tell that's, that's how, this <laughs> how tf <laughs> um, just a reminder to all of our listeners overrated's relative yes again well, it's not yeah. saying it's bad yeah correct yes it does have to be something that is universally in some way universally appreciated right yeah like you can't say cavemen was overrated. I mean, again, I mean, all relative. You can say it's overrated that they let them air it. Yeah, it's true. You can, yeah. People had to watch this. It and made it overrated. past a pilot, and I think that that probably. Means Have you ever heard Nick Kroll talk about that? No. Man, he's he was in it. He was in. He was. He was one of the original. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, and wow. he is. He is not kind about it. He is, <laughs> sure. and he shouldn't be. But it's it's just funny to hear him talk about it. That's funny. Like was does that he entire do series based on a Geico commercial? It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which the commercials were funny, sure. and incredibly yeah. successful. Yeah. But you, you know that I don't necessarily want to see flow on a sitcom. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh my gosh! No. 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 The Parental Life guy. It's really funny. I love those commercials. Yes. I don't know if I can watch a 22 episode season of that. Was it? Did it make it a whole season? No, I, I think it I, had maybe six. It episodes. was very short. Yeah. Okay. Uh, TV show that I think is overrated. 
Modern Family. Um, mm. And like Trey, like Trey said, I don't hate Modern Family. And in fact, when it first started, I thought it was very funny. Um, but it's one of it's it's one of honestly the only sitcoms I can think about because most times with sitcoms, I think what happens is you start watching it and you're like, yeah, this is okay, and then it gets better um, from there. Uh, I honestly can only think of one show that from the get-go I thought was hilarious and was like peak at like the very beginning. And I think that's Friends. I think the pilot of Friends is spectacular. Um, but Modern Family, I thought, also had a very strong beginning. And it's the only show that I, I really, I, that I think I really liked at first. And then after about a season and a half, I was just like, okay, I get it. Uh, and I, and I feel like it, we're just doing the same jokes over and over again. Uh, you know, like the kid's dumb, the dad's dumb, uh, the wife is upset about it. Uh, the, what's her name? The, the, uh, the trophy wife, Sophia Vergara, Sophia Vergara talks funny that this, okay. You know, and it just, I just got, I got, uh, to the point of where like now, uh, well, it's over, but right. Is it over? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's up. Uh, but now if I see like reruns or something and I stop down for a second, I, I just, I get bored very quickly and, and move on. So that's, but I also know that people love modern family, like love it like look like looked forward to it every single week could not wait uh to see it and i i yeah i got to the point pretty quickly where i just couldn't um i just couldn't anymore it's like one of the only sitcoms that i stopped like i don't like stop watching like you were saying earlier about books michael where you're like i'm in it and i gotta finish it I'm usually like that, but Modern Family, I stopped. But it was so funny in the first couple of seasons. Yeah. So funny. And then it was just like, huh, okay. I didn't start watching it uh, when it first came on. I, I was like a third or fourth season. I started watching it, and I thought it was really funny. And I, I stuck with it. And I always thought I kind of stopped watching mostly just because they refused to syndicate or stream. And I got rid of all the cable stuff. I was just doing streaming platforms. So I just stopped watching it. But I would see shows here and there. Uh, it's actually funny. I'm I'm watching it now because it just dropped on Peacock and Hulu a few weeks ago. So I'm watching it from the beginning all the way through. Uh, and I'm in season three right now. And I still think it's funny. But from the beginning, and I, I like it. I, I, I like all three seasons so far. But from the beginning, I noticed because I started watching it in a later season the first time, um, I don't like the kids when they're older. I like them when they're younger now. And now that I'm seeing seasons one, two, and three for the first time, I think they're funnier. I think it's fresher. The older they got, um, and this, this, I don't know, makes me sound like an old man. They're just so mean. Like all the kids are just so mean and snarky, like not even like cute snarky, just like Lily, uh, Cam and uh, uh, the, the gay couple's daughter, adopted daughter. She just becomes like an, a mean person, I guess <laughs> like a teenager, like to an extreme. Hold on. How long did that show go on? It just ended last just year. Ended. A long like time. Like a year and a half That's ago. That's ridiculous. 
I didn't it realize also has how won long it several went on. Emmy Awards. Oh my gosh. I think it won four. I think just like Cheers, it won four. I love the I love Lily in the first season where she's the ba- the baby and she's just like yes, she's no so face, cute. No, no facial expression, yeah. doesn't react to anything. Just she gives even no. even if she gets a little bit older, she's still pretty deadpan. But she's funny. She's cute. It's like a different kid. Oh yeah, I'm sure they, they had her to up like they aged her up like three years. She's just like a baby in the first season. The second season, she's like three because they twelve. They couldn't stick with the original actress. Yeah. Actress, she just wouldn't. She wasn't in it. Like, hi, I'm. Uh, I'm now cognizant of everything that's going on around me. I don't want to be an actress. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Can I please stop this? I don't um, know how old the baby was, but they did age her up to a different. It's always fascinated different. me the idea that like we have baby actors. It's like, do they want to do that? Is this a thing that like they're gonna regret this later? And no one cares. I don't know. You can use my baby. Just give me the money. Collect that check. Could you baby merchant? My kids would freak out. Have you watched Sean Oliver? Yes. I'm okay. <laughs> baby merchant. All right. So here here's my thing about uh there's another thing about modern family. Um, you know how a lot of sitcoms will when they start to kind of uh outstay their welcome one of the things that typically happens is that the characters become incredibly like the characters become caricatures of themselves like their stuff gets bigger and bigger and bigger and one of the things that you could really see this with is friends where suddenly like it was just you know oh monica is type a and that's what everything is about is in terms of her characters this is she's type a you know and it becomes kind of lazy and that's one of the things that sitcoms are known for doing when they start to wear thin i feel like modern family kind of started at the caricature thing where it was new so it was funny but for me like it it just got like the caricatures started wearing thin and like the characters were never surprising. And it's almost like you could, you could, you could see the joke coming ahead of time. And I, and maybe that's partly why I was just like, I, I don't want to watch this anymore. Well, and I think part of, I, I think you're right. There's, there's a lot of things I think that is funny about it. I, you can't help but, imagine that some of the popularity that it's helped endure was that it you know in terms of the appearance of the different family units the actual modern families that was groundbreaking like that was very attractive to see a variety of couples you know i think that was attractive to people and whether they thought it was the funniest greatest comedy or not that they kept watching because there was some sort of representation like that on there yeah, but there's still there were times where I got kind of uncomfortable about the portrayal of the gay characters in that show. It was a little it was a little Will and Gracie for me sometimes. Am I the only I don't understand one? what you mean. You know, just just the the Do you mean there were oh, two gay guys on I'm there? I'm gay, so that that means I'm flamboyant about everything. And and it's it's like I know a lot of gay people, they're most of them are not like that uh you know and so again the caricature aspect of it uh, yeah can sometimes and i think they got into trouble a, a few times because of that but that's interesting that i i would imagine the most controversial caricature would be 
Sofia Vergara as Gloria because that yeah, is a little over so. the top. You'd think so, yeah. And I, also, I will say this: I'm I'm a big fan of all the performers in that show. I think they're all really yeah. talented. Uh, the guy who plays Phil is fantastic. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, Burrell. Uh, yeah, Ty Burrell. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really do think like a lot. Like I think a lot of the actors themselves. Yeah. Um, Happy Gilmore's Julie Bowen, mm-hmm. wonderful. But it's just how I think she actually um, demands to be introduced. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, she should. If she doesn't, she should. We can carry it over because my overrated sitcom is Modern Family. Sean, you and I are best buddies. I'm not kidding. We're I'm best not buddies. Kidding. <laughs> right. And listen, listen, I'll say that overrated, overrated is winning 22 Emmys yeah. over 11 seasons. Yeah. 22 Emmys yeah. over 11 seasons uh, and not really being funny i i uh i actually totally agree i I started watching it um and and really enjoyed it for a while and then i just did not enjoy it at all and so i stopped um and i'm gonna give i went back and watched the last two episodes of the series for this podcast and um and i thought it was it was awful the really i I, i'm gonna get myself into trouble don't spoil it for trey I'm gonna, myself, oh, <laughs> I'm oh, gonna wait, get myself. Oh, I'm gonna myself I'm gonna get myself into trouble later because because I'm I'm gonna contradict myself. But um, the <laughs> mockumentary, the one that I love, the mockumentary. No, the mockumentary that doesn't define what it's doing um, gets on my nerves. I agree that that always seemed a little peculiar to me. And the. But- yeah, I, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, so that bothers me. But also um, with that, their camera work gets more and more. Maybe maybe when you're talking about like the caricature kind of thing, the camera work gets more and more like yeah. just cartoonish. Like you like um, you know, like, okay, they're about to do a push-in. The zoom-ins, man. Yeah. The push, yes, the push-ins, the push-outs. It's 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 it gets ridiculous because I what I, I I glanced at the first episode just to kind of like get, catch myself up and I was like oh yeah yeah no I get it yeah and then I watched the last two episodes and it was like a completely different oh my gosh it was it was exhausting to watch that camera zoom in and out every time someone was about to do a glance or a or a look or like oh yeah that she. She's being crazy again, and, I, and, and we <laughs> they get know. it. They we know. Get we they get know. it, but they don't. They know. We, but you and me, whoever you are, <laughs> we get it. So that, I never thought a, about that. Every character gems the camera. Every single character. Yeah, yeah. Man, I've never thought about that. Y'all are going to make me hate this show. And it's I'm exhausted, <laughs> man. I just want to say, both of the shows that y'all have already mentioned, are they, they do not appear on my list, but they were short lists for... Very different categories. So. <laughs> so that's my overrated sitcom. All right, Stacy. I swear to God, Stacy, I'll hang up. I did. I I didn't. Pick oh man, that would um, be great. We I need to, at some point just me, Sean, yeah. and Stacy, just without Trey knowing. 
just when that's kind of rude, without Trey knowing, just uh, make sure that all of our answers are the exact same. <laughs> um, that would kill Trey. We shouldn't do that. I think so. I don't care if all your answers are the same if I don't care about the show, but I like both of those <laughs> shows. Anyway. Well, this one's going to get me in trouble, I feel like, because I, I, I think all of you really like this show, but I just don't really get... I don't. I think Friends is really overrated. Um, I just don't really get it. I don't think it's very funny. Really? Yeah. I like. I've. I've actually. I should say too. Like, I've never watched the entire series. I've seen episodes here and there, so maybe that's why. Because I haven't like watched all of it at once, and like I've tried at different stages of my life to watch it, and I just like I just don't think it's funny at all. See, it's hard for I don't... me to get upset about that because I feel like I can kind of understand why people don't like friends or find it annoying. But I'm not one of them. Like I I I but and it may be because I legitimately like grew up with it. Um Yeah. So I don't I don't think it's not funny at all. I think um it's funny. I agree. I think it's overrated. It was a short list for me in this category. Uh, I, again, with the relativity of all things, I, I think it's funny. I think it's, I feel about friends very similarly to how Sean and Michael feel about modern family is that it started really strong. I agree. The pilot's excellent. The first season is, is really excellent. Uh, every year I go back and watch, you know, I've, I, I have, we've talked about this before. I have shows that I watch for different holidays that I always go back and watch all every year, go back and watch all the Thanksgiving episodes. Some of them are really good. Some of them are, are less than great, but I feel like the longer it was on, the more it was like, no, but okay. I mean, like Monica's neurotic and, you know, controlling, we get yeah. it. Phoebe's yeah. kind of whimsical and, you know, we're just going to go crazy with that thing. Chandler's the buffoon. Joey's an idiot. Like, yeah, no, about season four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that that's, I, I, I get, I think it's funny, but I, I do feel it was, it was a little too much. And it's just, it's not believable that they're actually friends. Like, why are you people friends with each other? I don't understand. I just, I get the friends. It's not believable that they live in, in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> those apartments. Salaries. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sean, I, this is I, not an indictment against you at all. I love friends. Uh, but I also understand like that I, my, my, my understanding of it, I guess could be uh, tainted in some way, but I could go on and on about like how good I think it is and how good I think they are. And talk like talking about like performers. Like I, I think, yeah. I think friends like had a one in a million, like lightning in a bottle cast. Yeah. And uh, flying under the radar is something a lot of people would think about probably at least just spitballing off of my head, one of the greatest slew of guest stars ever for a sitcom. I mean, just, yeah. they always had great people in there in supporting roles. And uh, it, it, there's a lot of good things about it, but I also get the overrated aspect. But yeah. like one, I think there was one black person ever on the show. Well, it was the 90s. Okay, that, well, not show. ever. It's not, there wasn't one black person <laughs> well, like, ever on the show. In a coffee that yes, was of, of of consequence aisha hines was like the yes the that was the only like character of consequence that was uh and see i didn't even like that whole love triangle <laughs> like that to me well and yeah that's when it was really not joey or ross i mean really <laughs> yeah 
And I do. So uh, there's another thing I'll say about friends because, because David Schwimmer gets a lot of crap, uh, especially on the ticket, especially the musers, they give him a lot of crap, but man, I think David Schwimmer is, he might be the most underrated performer on that show. Uh, I think that he is legitimately funny. Yeah, uh, even even he when is. even when everybody starts becoming a caricature, I think he's the only character that gets funnier the more he be, he leans into his kind of caricature, uh, which honestly I I guess just completely neurotic is was his kind of thing, but like his facial expressions, his uh, physical comedy, I oh, just yeah. I think that he is extremely uh, underrated. Is he? He's a great I- actor too. He's yeah. in if People versus OJ. He does a fantastic job. Yeah, he was Rob really, oh, yeah. really good in that. He's also uh, he, Band of Brothers. He was in Band of Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a jerk in Band yeah, of was. Brothers, but he was a good jerk. I'm I'm relatively new to Friends. I didn't watch it growing up. I didn't watch it while it was on. I think the first episode I actually saw was the finale. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I recently, very recently, watched it from beginning to end, and and I agree. I Ross is. I think my favorite character on the show, which I guess, I guess is an unpopular opinion for some reason. Um, but I do, I do agree. It, it, it started to really, really wear on me after a while. And I kind of hate watched most of the end <laughs> of it. Uh, also just to correct, just a little fact check. There have been three uh, black actors <laughs> in the series Wait, of friends. Only three. Yes. Okay. That's a that's a that's a legitimate that's a legitimate mark against it. That's yeah. Aisha Tyler. Uh, as you mentioned, Aisha Tyler was in nine episodes. Hold on. Let me let me let me see if I can uh, think. There's Would I be no able? Way. Oh, okay. No never way. mind. All right. Never mind. There's no way. <laughs> Phil Lewis no. played Steve in three episodes. <laughs> three. All right. Yeah. He, he had a run. And then Monique Steve. Edwards played Claudia in two episodes <laughs> is phil lewis the guy who is on sweet life of zach and cody Yo. um never mind i don't know <laughs> he was in city later. slickers is this like is are these characters like oh it's whoever that gets the mail do they have speaking? i don't know it doesn't say it yes just said, i'm sure they have speaking yeah. roles if if it was if it was like actors without speaking roles trust me it'd be yes. more actors because there were always like whenever they would have parties or stuff like there were always people of color in the party they Are just had sure? no voice yes trust me i've noticed <laughs> it's, fact it's, check real quick. It's phil, lewis, phil lewis was indeed in the sweet life oh, of Zack and cody so. that is just, that is impressive and to clarify cool, Seth, the, i don't knew that these, no that's these, impressive these are, these are actors who had who appeared in two or more episodes. So there were some people that appeared in one episode, um, but these are three out of 121 characters. In so. one of the most diverse cities in yeah. the United States. So there you right. go. Well, and on the note of David Schwimmer, he's talked about that recently. He just did uh, um, a, an interview late 2020 where he basically said that that's the one thing he wishes he could go back and change because really it was the 90s so it was a different time it's not something that was really at the forefront of their mind but he recognizes and validates the claim that there's no reason it should have been six white people hanging out in, in midtown manhattan uh, there should have been more minority representation on there you're right dave yeah I get your, I get your, uh, I get your stance on that one, Stacy. Well, I'm glad that Sean said he hate watched it. 
Yeah, yeah eventually, eventually turned into hate watching for sure. Just tears streaming down his face. <laughs> Just this is torture. <laughs> I hate this. That's, that was kind of funny. <laughs> Ross is funny, but I hate. <laughs> so the sitcom that I think is underappreciated. Speaking of underrepresentation of minorities. Uh, this show is something that really falls under the radar. I don't think a lot of people even know it exists, uh, but I've watched it almost the whole time it's been on. Um, it's sort of in hiatus right now. It's supposed to be on, but it got put on hiatus because of the whole COVID-19 quarantine, everything everything associated with that. Uh, but it's, it's quirky. It's funny. Uh, it's fresh off the boat. Um, it just, it, it, it's so that's uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I thought I 100% knew what you were about to say and then left turn. Sorry. You think I was going to say Black Ash? <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say um, Atlanta. Also, I thought, I thought you were coming at me with a. Oh, well, that's not, is that a sitcom? Is that a sitcom? It's a 30-minute comedy. Hmm. I, I do think that's a that's a. I thought it was more question that's an interesting question whether it's Atlanta I thought I thought of that more of like dramedy type thing yeah I yeah same I love that show I I think it's brilliant yeah I can't tell the difference clearly I don't I can't figure out what's a sitcom and what's not I'm still waiting for you to say Breaking Bad that's a good thing I'm sorry, uh, but Greg. fresh off the boat. If you haven't watched it, uh, it's based. It's very, very loosely based off our, uh, a guy named Eddie Wong, who is a, a chef. Um, it's very loosely based off his upbringing. So loosely, in fact, that after they created season one, he said he was out uh, <laughs> and wasn't going to be a part of the show anymore. Uh, but it's it's funny in a very um, kitschy old sitcom model type of way. Um, <clears throat> but it's uh, Constance Wu and Randall Park uh, are in it. Uh, Constance Wu is um, in Crazy Rich Asians and Randall Park is in a number of things. Right now he's in WandaVision. Uh, he, both of them, they, they play the primary parents. They're brilliant in the show. They're so funny. Uh, it, 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 it exposes, I, I can't speak to the, the legitimacy of the way they portray Asian culture. Uh, but I have not heard like overwhelmingly negative feedback. Uh, I have heard some positive feedback that it's, it's satirical, but it, it sticks pretty true. Um, but it, it's just, it's a good funny show that has gotten that, like I said, falls under the radar of most viewers virtually gets zero recognition from any of the award circuit at all. Uh, but is pretty critically accepted and acclaimed. It's got like an, like a 9.4 on Metacritic or something like a 94 on Metacritic or something like that. It's, it's a good, funny show that just a lot of people don't even know about and they, they, y'all should watch it. It's on, I think it's on Hulu right now. I watched the first yeah. couple of seasons, I think. And then just like, we didn't have cable cable anymore. So I stopped, yeah. but it is funny. That was funny. Yeah. And it, like I said, underappreciated again is relative. I'm not saying it should win six Emmys for best comedy for its six seasons. Uh, but it's, it's just a good, fun, lighthearted, uh, uh, funny show that I think more people should be aware of. This is your Zach Brown band entry. Cause I know nothing about, I mean, I know that it exists, but I haven't watched it, but your, your recommendation makes me want to go check it out. Yeah, me too. I knew Randall Park was in it, but that's all I knew about yeah. it at all. And I do love him. And my inclination. Really funny. 
my, my immediate inclination were, uh, was community or curb your enthusiasm stuff that I still do think is underappreciated. But the more I thought about it, both of those shows have cult followings. They definitely have awareness on the spectrum. And I settled on fresh off the boat just because, I mean, Stacy has seen some of it. You two haven't really seen it. And th- that's what I really think is most underappreciated about it is it doesn't need to win all the awards, but more people should give it a try. What's it on? I could be blown away, but it's funny. It was, it's an ABC show, but it's in hiatus right now. <clears throat> they had six seasons. I, I believe a seventh season was ordered, but they didn't start filming it before they went into quarantine. But I, I watched it on Hulu um, from, from the beginning all the way through. I think it was like a modern family, blackish, fresh off the boat. We're all kind of like they're trying to capture what modern family had in different yeah. families. That it is of- very, very similar uh, to blackish. Yeah. Without going um, rightfully, I, I, I like blackish. I think it's a good show. And I think it does so rightfully. A lot of the, the, racial d- divide it, it, it approaches it from a comedic uh point it does not do that so much in fresh off the boat it really is mostly just satirical light-hearted comedy there's not a lot of like heavy brow beating or or deep introspective type stuff it's just sort of funny stereotypical asian culture you know comedy humor is it a uh, single cam or or multi-cam is there an audience it's a multi-cam yeah, there's no audience. It's shot very so you've seen Blackage, I assume. Yeah. It's shot almost identically. So it's a single cam. So it's, it's a single, a single cam. Yeah, yeah, it's a single camera sitcom. Uh it's shot almost identically. There's no audience. It's it's for, for some reason I in my head I had it as like a, a multi-cam studio audience thing. I guess I I don't I guess whatever I'm thinking in my head is not correct. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it's and it's funny, they they move from the premise of the show is this Asian family that moves from somewhere. I can't remember where they move from. I want to say it's New York or Chicago or something like that. And they move to Orlando or no, or Tallahassee. They move to Orlando or Tallahassee in Florida. The dad opens already a funny premise. Yeah. (laughs) They, the, the dad who is very Asian and who is from Hong Kong originally opens a steakhouse. That's like, super american at one point one of the bits in the shows for a couple seasons is that kenny rogers is his business partner oh it's also set in the 90s it's it's set when (laughs) like eddie huang was growing up so it's like i can't remember the dad's name but it's like say his name is randall it's kenny rogers randall's steakhouse sort of of a ruth's chris type situation going on there that's awesome but uh the the best the grandma's oh yeah the, I, I don't remember the actress's name. She's in a lot of stuff. She's so good. She's a well-known Chinese actress. But she's hilarious. I don't think she speaks English in the show. She no, not no, yeah, not at all. It's great. And the the neighbors are sort of a, I guess, a nod to Modern Family. It's an older guy who is married to a, a attractive younger second wife type situation. Um, and you know, they're just funny as well. Again, you're not going to be blown away or like challenged deeply, but it's, it's good for a lighthearted laugh. All right. Fresh off of it. The sitcom that, that I think is underappreciated. I think this might be, this might be controversial in the sense of that you guys might be like, how can this be underappreciated? Uh, because it has won Emmys. 
Um, but I do think that they're like, I mean, well, uh, there are things that are critically acclaimed that, that, you know, people just regular folk just don't watch, you know, there are things that are, that are not, uh, just watched by regular people, but critics love it. And, uh, so when I think about a show that's underappreciated, uh, it's this show, uh, Veep. Uh, I think, and, and the reason is because uh, legitimately, like I was surprised earlier when Trey intimated that he watched it. Uh, and, I, and I legitimately I think it. you're the only person I think I know, unless I'm wrong from Stacy and Sean, um, you're legitimately the only person I've ever met other than maybe my wife who uh, has watched it. Um, Sean and Stacy, have y'all seen Veep? No? Okay, so I feel a little bit better then about It was my... on my short list of, of, of sitcoms that I should have seen. Okay. So but it was like during the Trump era, I couldn't watch political things, even if it was like a funny, you know what I mean? It was like, I, this is too much of my real life. I don't need, I don't need any more political things. Even Well, if it started funny. before Trump, but. No, but that's when I found out about yeah. it. Yeah, I get that. And they even talked about like, when when they were making it during the Trump era of just like we we feel kind of like our hands are tied because like we keep thinking well we couldn't do this this would be too ridiculous and then Trump <laughs> would do something ridiculous and they were like okay because literally and I think we actually said this I think Trey or I somebody said it back when the the uh, 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 the total landscaping what is it. Yeah, four seasons. Landscape. Four seasons total landscaping of thing happened. Yes. I, the first thing I thought of was this is an episode of V. Yes, and I we are watching it. This is amazing. Um, Veep is fantastic. It is hilarious. Yeah. It is uh, again like a bunch of performers just at the top of their game. Um, I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus is one of the greatest comedic performers of all time. Uh, I think she is fantastic and she nails this character. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. And it's one of those shows that like legitimately uh, I adore. Uh, and like I said, I, I've just not, I've never, anybody I've ever asked about it, they're just like, no, no, I watched it. I guess I had not realized that uh, Stacey and Sean, y'all had not seen it. Um, I know several people who've seen it and that's why I get, I, I totally agree with you, Michael. It's, it is, it was on my short list for several of these categories. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is amazing. Tony Hale. I already loved him from Invested Development, but God, he is so good in this, in, in the show. Yeah. And I guess I didn't realize that more people didn't know about it or didn't watch it because I, I've talked to a few others who have and, and appreciate it for the same value. Uh, if you have not seen that, you should stop doing whatever you are doing, including recording this podcast and watch that show. It's just so, <laughs> it is. Michael's, Michael's so right. It is so funny and brilliant and yeah, conversely to what you said, Stacey, I don't know if I could have gotten through a Trump presidency without Veep. Just watching the ridiculousness of it, like it was such a relief to me that what was happening in real life was also basically happening on screen, and it was such buffoonery. 
I mean, it, it gave me reprieve, I guess. Yeah, from... it was like a reminder that, like, yes, what you are watching in real life is ridiculous. Like, it, it, it's not supposed to be real life. <laughs> like, we, this is as ridiculous as you think it is. Sean, sitcom that you uh, think is underappreciated. Yeah, um, I don't uh, have a great... I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if this is truly underappreciated. I feel like it's underappreciated. The Good Place. I think it's underappreciated. I think it's um, underwatched. I think that's what I yeah. mean by that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't follow, you know, what the critics say about it or anything. Um, you know, so I can't I can't speak to that. Uh, but I loved it from beginning to end. I thought it was fantastic, and the uh, from the cameos to the just guest appearances. Um, to the main cast. I thought it was fantastic. It is critically acclaimed, but yeah, I don't, I don't think a lot of people. Yeah. I think, I think there's still a lot of people who have yet to discover it and discover like how good it is. Another show that was on several of my short lists and is very good. And I may be unpopular opinion. think it's Mike Shore's best work. I agree. Uh, mm. I, I think it's, it's really, really well put together well and i think it's his, yeah and and from what i and from what i've read like i it seems to be like his out of all of his television shows it seems to be like michael shore's uh most um kind of niche like his passion project because he's really into philosophy and he's really into moral philosophy and and so like and that's part of what's amazing to me about the show is that it's it is it's legitimately a sitcom about what it is to be good. And and that that like I cannot imagine uh any network being like, yeah, that sounds good, you know? And and but I'm glad somebody did. I'm assuming he just based on his previous work, they were like, okay, yeah, we'll let you try this. It'll probably be canceled. His credibility uh, probably bought him a lot. Yeah, but it, it's it's so good, and and the way that like the show like consistently reinvents itself. Yes. Uh, sometimes in but like in the middle of seasons, um, I mean, it just you never knew where it was gonna go. It's it's a very unique and and really great sitcom. Didn't you like? I watched the first season going. There's no way in hell they can do a season two of this. Like, there's in no hell. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it was, it was kind of this, this constant thing of like, I mean, it, is it going to come back? Yeah. I mean, are they really going to keep, can they keep doing this? And they did. It was awesome. I loved that they were able to kind of end it on, on their own terms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. the ending's so good. Yeah. It is. So obviously yeah, there's a close a sh- connection. Good. No, sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> there's a there's a close connection, but on Armchair Expert Dax Shepard's podcast, they he does a good place week, and he interviews uh, Ted Danson in one episode. Kristen Bell. I don't know how he got her on there. Uh, Ted Danson, Kristen Bell, um, Mike Shore, and Darcy Carden, uh, who by the way is criminal that she has not won more awards. Yeah, just She's for brilliant. the one episode. Uh, I think it's just called Janice. The episode is called Janice, where she plays every single character brilliantly. Yes, it's amazing. But uh, they talk a little bit, Mike Shore in his episode talks a little bit about the creation and how it was a little bit of his uh, 
weight and his name recognition, but apparently Ted Danson and Kristen Bell both read it early on and were like, yeah, we want to do this show. So when you have Mike Shore coming from Parks and Rec in the office and his background, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, all that sort of stuff. And then you have Ted Danson and Kristen Bell saying, we need to make this show. I mean, NBC, they're not going to say no to that. And I'm glad they didn't. He's another one of those men that the older he gets, the more attractive he is. He is an attractive man. He really is. Also, Mary Steenberg and his wife, they're both incredible. Yes, that's true. Yeah, they're both they're both drinking children's blood. Yes, they (laughs) they're both both a part of the cabal, obviously. (laughs) They have blood boys. (laughs) Um, We'll get to that later. Uh, (laughs) The Willie Ted Danson is uh remarkable yeah and he is so good in that um yeah sorry i just i i I, that's one of the things like throughout that show is i was just like man like he's a national treasure like ted danson is fantastic and he's so good in that me too yeah me too yeah. Also, is uh, Timothy Oliphant the best cameo in that entire show? Yes. Wait, who is as that? Him, as himself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I love I laughed so I actually watched that whole scene like I just rewatched it like after I watched it the first time I was like I want to rewind I want to watch that again. Yes. I think. Have y'all have y'all seen Justified? Have watched watched Justified mm-hmm. at all? Every single time I say oh, that, oh, I know, I know. When you're in Kentucky, your wife says, "Have you seen Justin?" <laughs> because it's fantastic. It is a fantastic show, and Timothy Oliphant is amazing in it, and uh, just like he's amazing in everything he's in. Uh, and it, it's one of those things where I think after watching Justified, if you really dig it, like you get obsessed with him. Yes. Like, and you want to just see him in things and then like couple that with like the fact that like he and Conan O'Brien are like best buddies uh, and like have vacations together and uh, didn't know that. that that's weird yeah there's a there's yeah, a, that's surprising one of my favorite podcasts is Conan O'Brien needs a friend and one of the <laughs> one of the uh, episodes he has Timothy Oliphant on and they're talking about like like how they're buddies and i was like you're kidding me and timothy oliphant is really funny and people don't i don't think realize how funny he is and he keeps on a on the conan o'brien podcast he keeps uh randomly breaking out into fake commercials uh he just keeps doing these fake commercials anyway he's amazing (laughs) and yes so so when he popped up as himself on the good place uh jenny and i both squealed with delight because we love timothy oliphant I've not seen Justified, so I think of him more as Danny Cordray, super attractive salesman on The Office. Yeah, he, that's that. right. Yeah, I forgot, yeah, about, I forgot that. about that. I know who that is. Yeah. yeah, because my because my daughter is obsessed with it right now. I see him as the old Clint Eastwood type man in Rango. Oh, yeah, because he's that as well. That's right. He was also in. Is it the Girl Next Door? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He is. He's good in that. Yeah, he actually is. Yeah, he's good in everything. I love Timothy Oliphant. Me too. Me too. Sean, I I I agree. Good place, underrated. And to to further your point, going back to what Michael said, I know several people who have not seen it that I've tried to convince to see it, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll get around to it eventually." 
and I, and uh, several of them are people in churches and stuff. I'm like, no, but for real, watch it. There's like some really good, like moral philosophy type stuff about yeah, that's not, a good sell. that's not a good sell. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm actually going to rewatch it. You know what? I'm going to rewatch. I'm going to rewatch should. it. Anyway, that's my show. Very good. Stacy sitcom that you think is underappreciated. Um, again, yeah, I don't know if this is like actually underappreciated, but I feel like it is. Um, Arrested Development. Hmm. I love Arrested Development. And I remember watching it like that was the first show I ever like my friends would come over and we would all watch it together. Like that was the first show I ever remember doing that every week. And then when it got canceled and how like sad we all were and like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. And I just, I feel like there's, it should not have gotten canceled. It's so good. Dustin hates it. He doesn't think it's funny at all. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Where I think it's, I cannot stop laughing. Like, I think, I just think everything is funny. Like Jason Bateman makes a face and I think it's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. All the callbacks, like, I just can't get over it. I think it's so funny. And it might be like, I'm not good at remembering that stuff. So maybe it's because I've watched it a couple of times and it takes me a couple of times to like get the callbacks. I don't know what it is, but I just love it so much. And the narration. Oh my God. It's great. Um, it's it's one of it's one of those shows that like it's it's legitimately hard for me to I know what you're thinking Trey it's legitimately hard for me or at least I think I do maybe I don't now that you're giving me that look uh, it's it's legitimately hard for me to uh, pick like a favorite character they're yeah. all so good as their characters that yeah. it's that it's legitimately hard for me to like say oh I love this one the most. Is it Ron Howard's best work? That is exactly, yes. It is It is the best thing that Ron Howard has ever been a part of. Oh, wow. Like that's also another drunken debate where it's like- He's been a part of a lot. You hate the Eagles? What about Ron Howard? Uh, that is not what I thought you were going to say at all, Michael. I think every character on there is fantastic. I, I can't pick a favorite character, but I definitely have a favorite three. Uh, <laughs> Tony Hale and Jessica Walter as as Buster and Lucille, I think, is one of the the greatest character duos that has ever been written for television. Yeah, they, there is not a Jessica Walter is brilliant. Yeah, and and Tony Hale just so underrated. And then uh, um, David Cross as uh, Tobias. It's, it's just so many good one-liners. Tim, he obviously has a bigger role. Uh, and I, I, I feel like I'm relating a lot of things back to The Office. But uh, Creed on The Office is one of those just great underrated one-liner characters. And it's just like most of the quotes I remember from Arrested Development are just Tobias. I'm like, don't leave your Uncle T-Bad hanging. Uh, <laughs> like, it's just, it's just such a it's such a good show. It's I'm so not going to lie. I've I've um had it in my cart multiple times like sailor <laughs> outfits for me and Ollie, my 5-year-old. <laughs> because I'll tell Dustin like just in case we want to go to Mother Boy and he doesn't understand. He doesn't think it's funny <laughs> at all. But oh I god, just, the mother boy bit is so good. <laughs> it's so good and I want to do it so bad with Ollie like 
I just want to walk around with him in like matching sailor outfits or something. And they spend like an entire season with like Tobias trying to make it into the blue man group. Like, what, like it's such a low bar of even trying to make it in the first place. But just like they did, you know, that the never nude, it's it's a it's a great show. Arrested Development, like the first the first season when it came when it started airing. I remember I watched it because I was just like, literally, I was like, somebody hired Jason Bateman to do something like the Teen Wolf 2 guy. And yeah. uh, and then it started and like, I was just like, this is really funny. And then I just remember constantly thinking, especially at the time, like I remember constantly thinking like, who let them put this show on TV? It's so it was at the time it was like so different yeah um, it was just a joke a mile a minute and then just all the inside jokes that it accumulates throughout the course of this of the series and and i just i at the time i just remember thinking like i can't believe that this is on television much less network television Liza Nelly, the Lucille. Yes, the Lucille. Yeah. Gosh, I oh, always, yeah. Like, like seriously, um, I had this on a short list for sitcom that changed your life because it it's, yeah. it was so different and just so freaking weird. Uh, I adore how weird it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Trey. Sitcom that you can watch over and over again. Sitcom that I can watch over and over again. There's. It wasn't even a question. I wrote it down immediately. The only reason I thought about it for half a second is because I wanted to put it for potentially for another one, The Office. I, uh, I've i seen, Beck and I have tried counting and we can't. Uh, we, we legitimately don't know how many times we've seen the entire series, including uh, the final season. We don't know how many times we've seen it all the way through from beginning to end. Uh, the one, we know there is one episode that Becca has only seen twice. I've seen several times because it doesn't bother me. And that's Scott's tots. Yep. doesn't bother me at all. Oh, it's a sitcom people. It's nothing. Um, oh, it's so cringy. Although yeah, there's a and great. And to be fair, a, you're, you're talking about the American office, not the British, the office. American office. Yes. The, the office U S although the UK one is also fantastic and probably underappreciated, but a very different humor really in, in the, the, the base level. It's, it's a pretty different humor. The American office, uh, there's a great meme going on around right now from the Scott Stotts episodes. <laughs> it's basically Biden before the election, and it shows Michael promising everything to the young black kids. And then Biden after the election, it shows Michael in the, the, the sitting in the classroom going. <laughs> excellent, excellent meme. But the office, I I just it's this was my choice. Um my choice for bands was the Beatles and it's very similar sort of thing. It's I, there's, even if I get tired of an episode or a season, I can always happily just move to a different episode or a different season. It's I watch it every year for how going back to the seasons calendar seasons. I watch the Halloween episodes every year. I watch the Christmas episodes every year. There's even a few Valentine's day episodes that I, I watch. Uh, it's just, it's a brilliant show. And um and I, I very much enjoy watching it and just I've always, almost always, every single day almost have it on at some point, even if it's just playing in the background. And the best part is, even if it's playing in the background, I cannot watch for 10 minutes 
go back to watching it and know exactly what they're talking about and what has happened. So I don't even have to fully pay attention. It's it's well covered in in our friend group uh, that we are we I believe right that we are fifty fifty on Scott's tots. Uh, Trey and I are pro Scott's tots, and Stacy and Sean past- are anti Scott's tots. We could past any of it. It's god awful. No, okay. It, it, for my my opinion of Scott's tots. And I think Michael will agree with this. You cannot say you hate Scott's Tots and say you like the British version of The Office. I don't. Because that, well, that's that's fine. I'm just saying you can't dislike one and like the other because that is that David Brent cringe. I I can I can say that and I will say that. Because but it's that it's that extreme cringe cr- comedy that's supposed to make you uncomfortable. I, uh, I I would argue that that David Brent is like that through his entire series. Yeah, he. Yeah, um, and and I I mean maybe maybe was lured into a false comfort uh, with Michael Scott that uh, that that yeah that maybe I, I wouldn't have to endure that kind of cringe. I think it's I think it is a fantastic episode. I think that is a is an amazing episode of television. I hate watching it. <laughs> so if I can if I can I ride can the fence that. for just a bit, uh, yeah, I think I think it's perfect. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I I think I I legitimately think Sean is correct uh, in his assessment of Scott's tots being a part of the American Office. Um. Uh, in terms of like, yes, you need, in terms of if you're like, you're making a show, you need to be consistent. Uh, and you're right. It is, it is, it is inconsistent. Uh, I still love it. Is it though? It, yeah. It takes, it takes the cringe to another level, but it think does. about Michael Scott as a person. It's very realistic to believe that that's something he would do. Because yeah. all he really wants is to be loved by people. And he's yeah. so bad at follow through. Yeah. It's just, this is follow through on a grander, deeper, harder level. But right, you now, can fully believe that Michael Scott made that promise. And now, could, I'm yeah. back, now I'm back on Trey's side. I, well, uh, and, and I can, I can understand that. I can understand that because I do think that I do think he grows. I think he changes as a character. Uh, and it's, and it's perfectly reasonable to believe that, a Michael Scott that was before the show started would have done something like that and then just never wanted to address it. <laughs> so I can, I can see that perspective as well. Absolutely. When he even addresses it in the show, he kept saying he just hoped it would work out, which is also <laughs> very Michael Scott. It is. So, I, I, I see what you're saying. And, yeah. But oh, my, my own... What? But I'm not watching that episode. <laughs> my own perspective uh is that like the the only other than like the later like basically post michael scott where i think the office really takes a takes a plunge yeah again like a lot of sitcoms do my only issue with the office and i love the office but like my only oh. issue with it was that i wished it would be a bit more darker and go a bit more darker with michael scott and Sean and like Sean is correct in that like well but that's just not that's not what they did they did go yeah. in a different direction with the character 
than the British office. Um, although even the British office, like in the end, David Brent, there's a lot, there's, there's redemption. There's some redemption there. That's very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but when that show aired, I remember thinking like, Yes, like this is a British episode of the American Office. Like I love this, and and so it 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 hit a it hit something that I really wanted personally. Uh, so I so I loved it, but I also understand Sean's very good point of like, but is it is it consistent? And but also now I understand Trey's point of like, it could have been consistent, and now I don't know what to think. Well, and there's even, there is a, a, with David Brent, you don't get a lot until the end, you don't get a lot of humanizing elements. And that's what Michael Scott or uh, Steve Carell was criticized for in season one is that he was trying to play David Brent. But then in seasons two through seven, he humanizes Michael Scott. He brings a softness to it. And that's even true in Scott's tots in his innocent, idiotic, naive way he tries to bring them something and just hope and pray that they'll still love him in some way. And it was laptop batteries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's the brilliance of the comedy. It's just so, it's like so ridiculous that he would think that somehow in any way compensates for what he's fallen through. But David Brent would just sort of be like, screw you, like whatever, you know, you know, that's, that's what was that? So, is that David Brent? Is that supposed to be? No. So, it, in terms of what, like, what you said about David Brent, like, not not having, uh, what did you say? That he's not uh, humanizing. Not, he, humanized. He, so yeah, he's I, colder. I, I think like that's there's such a big difference between, and I think this is actually an interesting topic in and of itself. Looking at the British office and the American office, and and looking at like what makes British people different than American people, because I think the British version of the show, which which I I watched before the American office was even a thing, um, and loving it, like and still like loving it. I think it is one of the greatest sitcoms ever. It doesn't appear on my list, but I, I do love it. And I thought about it. Um, but one of the things that does that, that it interestingly does is it does, I feel like it does humanize David Brent in his own humiliation. Because what it does is, is it takes a character and says, this guy is legitimately mean, uh, sexist, awful, like all these things, but it also in his humiliation, like makes you feel for him um, and makes you kind of like wonder like, who did this to you, <laughs> you know? And, I, and, and, and to, the, to, the, to the extent that like at the, like I said, like at the end in the Christmas specials that wrap up uh, the British office, his moments of triumph, uh, which aren't much but his moments of triumph like really make you like believe in the humanity of those assholes that we know (laughs) if that makes any sense and so in a way 
I think the British office is more optimistic than the American office because they, they didn't go there. Before you said all of that, I already thought before that you were a better person than me, just roundabouts. That only furthers that because I never felt sympathy or humanized feelings towards David Brent at all. Like at all. I think I love the British office and I think it's funny and it's cringy and it's, it's a definitely a dark British humor, but there's, I never, I thought there was a lighthearted twist at the end, but I never felt compassion or sympathy towards him. He's just so sad. No, I just think he, I, I'm like, he's an ass. I mean, it's funny because it's a TV show, but he's an ass. That, that, that's, but again, that's, I respect and admire your willingness to believe there's human qualities to him in relation to other people we've talked about. I don't, I just, I, he, I don't like him. He's, I think he's weak. Funny. Like yeah, that's oh, yeah. the thing he is just, like, he's weak and like, he's, mm-hmm. he's, I think the, I think the key here, man, we're really going into this, but like, <laughs> I think the key here is uh, Finchy in the British office is Finch. The, the guy that David Kochner plays his counterpart right. in the American office. It's this, it's this guy who comes in, he's bullish and he's a bully and he makes David Brent feel like a piece of crap. And like yeah. he bullies him. And you see, I feel like there, like where David Brent, how David Brent has gotten to where he is just because he, because like other people have taken advantage of his weakness of his weaknesses. And so he, in this way of like, almost trying to protect himself has to, well, not has to, but like chooses uh, to act in the way that he does because he looks up to Finchie and at the risk of spoiling it. So if anybody is, has not seen the British office and you want to go see the British office, uh, skip ahead. But so at the end where in the Christmas special, the, the, the biggest moment, is just where David Brent turns to Finchie and says, Finchie, why don't you just fuck off? And that to me is like a stand up and cheer moment. Like I, that brought me so much joy. And uh, so, yeah, I see what you're saying, but I, I, yeah, I don't think I'm a better person than you though. I was just going to say, I think he's humanizing in, 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 yeah, in that, that he, that he is just so desperately wants to be loved and respected. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I feel that I sense that uh, in myself, not nearly to that extent of, of coming off, you know, um, like an ass, like just, you know, doing everything for my own benefit and my own gain, but, but just desperately wanting to be loved and respected um, to the point of, uh, of pushing everybody away you know, of pushing those people away that, uh, that even make me feel like they might not even be interested in that. Um, so I, I find them humanizing just in that way. You know, who's not humanizing is, uh, is Jim. Yes. That person, he's, he's, he's garbage. He's He's a a garbage human. The last time we talked about this or that it was brought up that Jim is garbage. I was like, no, oh my God. He's a terrible human being. Yeah, he's a Jim bully. is the the uh, antagonist of the entire series. 
my sitcom that I can watch over and over again is Seinfeld. Uh, it's another one of those where I feel like every character on there, all four characters, main characters are just fantastic and, and specifically like great. Um, I think uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, of course, as we've already spoken of is fantastic in that. Uh, I think Beautiful. George, uh, Jason Alexander uh, as this kind of precursor to Curb Your Enthusiasm's uh, take on Larry David is is so good and the neuroses and the thinking of things that like nobody ever talked about on on national television those little things that like drive people insane and those little those weird quirks that you have with other people that that just was never a thing um specifically because like Jerry Sein like so Jerry Seinfeld and and this is well worn territory but jerry seinfeld and larry david were notorious for you know they had their room of writers they had their writers room who would constantly be like pitching things like in the writers room and jerry and larry would just be like no 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 that's not good and then they'd be at lunch and a writer would be talking about like something that had happened to him that day that was just weird or awkward and jerry and larry would be like that's a that's a, that's a show that's an episode write that up and that's the kind of revolutionary part of seinfeld is just like we want to put stuff on here that is that is the minutia uh of life that no one would ever think you could do a show about um and then at the same time we're going to kind of most of the time like have these you know typically at that time in sitcoms you had your a story and your b story and maybe a C story where there, where each character is having kind of different storylines that run throughout the episode. And Seinfeld always did this amazing thing of like bringing all those aspects together at the end, almost like a punchline, like a narrative punchline that I cannot get enough of. And it's something that Curb still does. Um, I love Jerry Seinfeld. Like uh, he is not the greatest actor in the world, but I legitimately think some of his line readings on that show are some of the funniest and some of the things that stick in my head most. Uh, and uh, Kramer, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Michael. Uh, uh, Michael uh, Richards. Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Possibly the greatest physical comedian of our time. Uh, the things that he would do in his reactions and his and his body movement, like I don't I don't understand how he would do them, and and they were just so funny and such a bizarre character. Um, the badass move of that Jerry Seinfeld did, which I can't think of another uh, example of it in terms of like we're on top both critically and by uh audience we are massive and we are huge and i want to end it now and because i want to go out on top and i don't want to be one of those shows that overstays its welcome that is one of the most badass moves in all of entertainment and yeah, I can just, I can just watch that show. And I do, I, I will just, that's the show that I will turn on if I just want something on in the background is I will watch Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld is not on my list, but it was number two on my short list for this and another category. It's, uh, 
and how uh, I it's it's brilliant. You're right. The all four actors could not have been more perfect. They're it's uh, I don't feel like it overstayed its welcome at all, and I think it got better. Uh, and that's not to say I love season one and season two. I think they're brilliant, but I think every year it just got better and they meshed more. And it's it's just brilliantly funny. Uh, there's a lot of things <clears throat> uh, fundamentally, like in terms of society, I was introduced to through that show. Things that they weren't talking about in, you didn't see on television. You didn't see people talking about television. And I learned about those things and the concepts and themes of those things from Seinfeld. And they did it in such a comical way that it it didn't even phase me that it was something people weren't talking about because they were so funny about it as well. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's, it's a great show. Well, like that makes me think of like a, an episode like the contest, which uh, is the episode where all four uh, Jerry, Elaine, George, and Kramer all make a bet that they're, that they're not going to masturbate and whoever masturbates, <laughs> masturbates last or I guess holds out longest wins the bet. And number one, just at the time, like the the audacity to number one, like do that, but number one, and, and like number two, have a woman be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the thing that I love, and I, for whatever reason, I've watched a ton of like behind the scenes Seinfeld stuff because it's fascinating to me, like the, the creation of it and, and the background stuff. But uh, they tell they you know they tell the story about how when they came up with that idea they went to the studio execs with it, and they were like, no, you can't do this. Like you can't do this on national television because you cannot say that word. Like you can't talk about masturbation. And and Larry and Jerry were like, we're not going to. We're never going to mention it. Like the audience is going to know what we're talking about. We don't have yeah. to spell it out for them which is another thing about Seinfeld is I just think it was one of the first times a show dared to think that its audience wasn't a bunch of idiots yeah, and that they didn't have to like make it, you know, <laughs> big bang theory. And, and so <laughs> they, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to dumb it down and they trusted their audience was going to be there with them and understand what's going on. And that's one of the best shows or episodes of the show is the contest. I've never seen a single episode of that show. Oh my god! I've only Honestly, seen Hulu. Both of you should watch Veep and Seinfeld. Yes. Go watch it right now. Busy. Okay. John, sitcom you can watch over and over again. Uh, mine is Parks and Recreation. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. I I uh, but this is but this is where I've now gotten myself into trouble right Uh because like modern family it does not tell you what the what the documentary is yes um that they're filming you know um unlike the office that you know gives you gives you that information parks and rec is is that mockumentary style but never never completes the circle so um, so that's where I've gotten myself into trouble, but, um, for some reason it doesn't bother me nearly as much as modern family. Um, maybe it's the quick push-ins, uh, that, you know, they don't have those, but anyway, yeah. Parks and recreation. I adore parks and recreation. I don't, I, 
I've never thought about it until you said it, but it's, it's the same thing. I've noticed it with modern family. I've never noticed it with parks and rec until mm-hmm. you referenced it earlier. So maybe it's just that parks and rec is just overall a better put together show, not to take anything away from modern family. Cause I love it. I think it's a great show, but I still think that parks and rec is probably one of the best ensemble casts that's ever been put together. Um, it's just, every single one of them are incredible and funny and works so well. And it's so believable, which is not something you really normally care about a whole lot for a sitcom, but the relationship dynamic between the characters is, is authentic and comes across as believable. And maybe that's why, maybe it's also just because it's a municipal parks and recreation. And I legitimately believe someone would make a documentary about a municipal parks and recreation department. Uh, But I've, yeah, I've, I have, I have noticed that and felt that with Modern Family, but I never have with Parks and Rec. And John I, Hamm is, John Hamm is the best cameo in that entire <laughs> the Easily. Yeah. Easily. So I dumb too. Watched it. Like, I think within the last like six months, I just watched Parks and Rec for the first time. I have a big crush on Nick Offerman. Oh man. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. He's great. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. I have the prob- probably unpopular opinion that Parks and Rec is superior to The Office as a whole. And one of the things that I that's interesting about Parks and Rec is that, and something that they kind of figured out was like that first season, that very shortened first season, uh, Leslie Nope is kind of a female Michael Scott. Um and when the second season comes around, they, they talked about how we think that's a mistake. Like we, we don't need to do that. In fact, let's, what if we went the opposite way with it? Like what if instead of like a terrible boss, she is the best boss that has ever existed. Uh, and could we make that funny? And they did. And that's what I think is interesting about Parks and Rec is just that it's such a good hearted show that is hilarious and that is really hard to do stacy sitcom you can watch over and over again um new girl and that's because of sean i don't know why i didn't watch new girl when it was like like in the beginning i have no idea because i really liked zoe deschanel like i really like her and i used to buy those fluffy dresses from anthropology because i really liked like her whole vibe like right after Dustin and I got married that's like what I wore all the time I don't know I don't know what I was doing with my life and then Sean was like you should really watch it you would like it and when I quit my job and was really depressed all I did was watch New Girl and then I never stopped like I just it's on all the time I just watch it over and over and over again it's just so funny and it's about a girl and her like best friends her boy best friends like us oh and I texted y'all like I don't even know how long ago it was but I was watching the episode where she I think she gets fired from her job or whatever and she makes a mixed a mixed cloth collage of everybody's faces <laughs> and I'm really like I'm not even kidding I was like I wonder if there's a picture of us that I could like do it an embroidery of there is <laughs> It's of your butt. 
The only people what? I feel like I feel like that needs some context. <laughs> I think the only picture we have where there's all of us, it's of our faces and Michael's butt. What? I mean, there's That's also fine. my back, the back of my legs, the back of my head. Fine, Michael's uh, entire backside is what yeah. it is. Um, the episode where uh, Jess tries to learn how to use the dating app, like Schmidt tries to teach her how to use the dating app. And I swear if Trey and I knew each other in college, I feel like that's how, like that dynamic that she has with Schmidt in that episode, I feel like it's modern Trey shenanigan. I don't know. I just really love that episode. So I, I liked New Girl and hated Schmidt. But you're the Schmidt. And I believed myself to be Winston. You're not the Winston. And then Stacy was like, nah, you're Schmidt. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Schmidt. I also think that Winston's my least favorite character. I liked him. <gasps> I love Winston. Oh, Sacrilege. No, no, no. Winston is my favorite character. I mean, he's not. He's not I, it's hard to beat Jake Johnson for me, yeah. uh, Nick Miller, but uh, man, I love how just stinking weird Winston is. Winston's my favorite. So weird. He got super weird. Like in the beginning, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you're he was right. Normal, and then and that's what's brilliant about it. Then the bird shirts. Trey, you're not yeah. a bird shirt guy. Uh, he might be. You don't. I'm, I'm gonna be a bird shirt guy now, buddy. Buddy, you have a shiny suit. Anyway, so when she told me I was Schmidt, and I was deeply offended uh and then a couple other people were like no that I mean that tracks and then i went back and watched it and i was like ah shit yeah <laughs> can kind of yeah. see it and so now i but i had already decided i didn't like schmidt so this is probably like some like intensive therapy like session type thing that i need to go through that apparently people think i tend to be that in my and this isn't the only friend group who has said that I am the Schmidt of the friend group. So it's that's probably problematic, but. Hold on, you have other friend groups? <laughs> you have other friend groups? Beating on us? I can't, I can't go any lower than this. Trey, you're just so well coiffed. Do you have podcasts? I don't like them? that. I didn't like that. I didn't like that do you have podcasts? Do you have, answer the question, do you have podcasts with those friend groups? How many podcasts do you have going right now? Yeah, Trey. Right now, in this exact moment, I have one. Right, right now, right now. What's the game? When are we going to play that game? I asked well, American. American, true American. Nope. Every every year for my birthday, I've asked, and I just keep breaking more and more bones. So I will like, say, if we're going to do it, it's going to. I mean, that's a, that's a rough game to play in your 40s so we need to we need to get on it sooner rather than later that'll be a special edition of the podcast where we where we attempt to play true <laughs> <laughs> all right that's us for part one of the sitcoms of your life. We'll be back with uh, part two here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we want to hear from you, your opinions, your thoughts. Keller bear has a podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Sean, would you like to, uh, would you like to toast us out, please? Yes. So from, from all of us here, 
um, at Keller Bear has a podcast. May the um, may the winds of the future be a promise to um, both the past and the present and really everything in between. And then also we can have a um, the grass that blows in the fields of um, beauty can be blown and sw- they can sway from south to east and north to east and then <laughs> it's a diagonal so from so from all of us here south to east may you may you mm. have a light that is shining in the darkness and non-darkness and May the switch be switch inside of you all along so that you oh, can drink. go back to the grass and mm-hmm. bring it back find, to grass. And then and then you find that sometimes it rains. What? <laughs> sometimes it's sunny and and sometimes it's something in between. And, and may your life mm. be <laughs> cursive in the midst of cursive sans serif. And you said cursive? There's a sometimes because is cursive a font? Because sometimes they're because sometimes there are clouds and we want those clouds not to have a silver lining but like a platinum lining that <laughs> that, that provide provide its own light really for you and me and all humans and sometimes you can hear it train in the distance slam deliciously slam deliciously (laughs) like the remix slam deliciously yeah it's so good deliciously